You're listening to Good Vexations, a podcast about little grievances we'd rather air than solve. I'm Pat Brennan, I'm joined by my best bud, James Lynch, and today's Good Vexation is people that think animated movies are just for kids. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a, uh, yeah, just nerd, nerd mosh pits aren't great. You know, mm. like, I've been to Harry and the Potters. Actually, it was even. Is that, isn't that, is that like a really specific New England thing that nobody else? I don't really know. I don't know. But because, man. Because uh, I know Harry and the Potters, but I know them because I lived in that very specific time. Yeah. When it was cool to go to book releases at midnight at Borders, which whoa, <laughs> <laughs> yep. And they they always seem to be playing at whatever Barnes and Noble or Borders we wound up at. Yeah, I mean, just judging by the Google, Do they search, still exist. I'm I'm looking right now. They posted on Twitter three days ago, so yes, holy shit. Yeah, they still exist. Harry Potter's still going. I guess there are still movies coming out. Uh huh. Oh my god. Do they play at the movie releases? Oh, sorry. Can we hold go on. to a Harry and the Potter's concert? Shit. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, they're currently booking summer tour dates. It's their first full-on library tour in eight years. Because of co- your mouth. So they're gonna. Shut you know that Harry Potter's Harry and the Potter's are gonna be playing at a yeah. James. Oh my god. James, these guys have got to be. These guys have got to be in their mid to late thirties, if not forties. Uh huh. They for sure are. <laughs> They're they, they're full ass. Oh my god! Adults. They play. They def. Oh yeah. James, this is awesome. I'm so happy. Uh, yeah. So Where they, they played in. They, they, they booking. They don't. They, they don't. played in Kansas on Thursday, so they're still playing. They're all over. They're all the over place. the place. Holy yeah, shit. they're still touring. Man, in Lawrence, Kansas, they played. Are they coming to New York? Oh, Hold man. on, I'm you gotta to pull up gotta find out, right? Where's Jones. Harry and the Potters? James. Oh man, when are they coming to New York, Pat? When do you get when? Hold on, it's loading. I also love that it's just, it is it is just the two it's of them. Good. Like, is, I, <laughs> I know. don't care. It's so good. I can't believe they've been able yeah. to keep this thing going. I also like the I, the the look. cover the cover picture, whatever you call this. It's very slow. Oh I my god! They, two people went on at the same people, time. It's too two many. Was too many. Yeah, their website I think That's, is broken and won't load. That is too bad. <laughs> All right, James. Oh man! All right. Do you know what I love? All right. What? I actually really loved the new Spider Verse movie. Um, oh shit! Me too. Do you know what I hate? It was what? Huh, what do you hate? <laughs> Uh, so I was talking to one of my, well, no, eh, let me start that sentence over. Uh, we were talking in the shop uh, a couple of weeks back about Spider-Verse and how good Spider-Verse was that we, when we went and saw it and all that good stuff. Um, and one of my coworkers was like, uh, offended that they did not know that this was like a movie that everyone was going to see and that we hadn't talked about it or, or whatever. And I was like, there've been trailers for forever. Like it had been my, I actually like made the poster uh the the home screen on my computer because because uh, it's beautiful because it's beautiful and i didn't want to forget about uh-huh. going to see this movie um and yeah. when i asked this coworker why like surely they had seen ads for it and they were like well it was a it was an animated movie so it was for kids 
and that's why I didn't go no. and see it. And why is that a thing? Why do people think yeah. animated movies are for kids? It 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 I keep I I've run into it a lot. Like lots and lots of folks have have like mirrored this sentiment to me or alluded to it in some way. This idea that uh, if a film is animated, it must be for children. And yeah, I, I have to imagine in their minds that it's either for children or for weirdos, I guess, because like, obviously, obviously they are aware of shows like Ghost in the Shell, because how could they? I mean, right. like it was just like a major motion picture release. So like, yeah, but th- those are for weebs. Right. You know? So like, That's surely they good. have heard of like, yeah, like, like the adult level stuff, but like. But even then, but even like, then, do they just assume that there is there's just like a yawning gap between animation for children and animation only for adult weirdos? Like, there, like there's nothing in between. Like hyper violent anime? No, it, it, it well, it drives I, me crazy because okay, so here's the thing. Yeah, like Into the Spider Verse was incredible. It was absolutely yeah. astounding. Um, we we are not uh, qualified to talk about this, but like it clearly pushed the definition of what animation can do forward and like redefined animated film on the big screen hell it redefined superhero movies like in a, in a time yeah. when we are just like flooded with like a glut of superhero films to the point that they are getting boring this felt refreshing and new and interesting and totally different it felt more like a comic book than the last 20 comic book movies i saw exactly it the the little touches like there's every every frame felt like every frame like it felt like they added they were adding detail they cared about so much of the detail that i want to go back i want to show you this is one i'm going to this is one i'm gonna buy i'm gonna buy this one i'm gonna gonna, own this one on physical dvd i know i want to just i want to just get it on some format that i can slow down yeah, like I want to be able to to sc- like to scroll through some of it because I could just spend, I could spend a lot of time on like, the. We- There's so many cool little things that they do. You could that- frame almost every still screen from that movie, and yeah. have it be like an interesting piece of wall art. Wall art, excuse me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's uh, absolutely gorgeous. And then like aside from that, it's got like a compelling story, which is fun and mm-hmm. interesting. But like, it's funny. I cried at least once. Like you could take a kid to see that movie, but nothing about that movie says to me that it is a movie for children. Exactly. Right? I think that the problem is that like let's think about like the context that people have that they think that this kind of animation is for kids. And most animated movies kind of like when it comes down to it, a lot of them are, you know, like uh, a lot like a lot of the Disney movies are kind of like I'm thinking yeah pretty much all of the animated Disney movies are designed for with the with the primary audience being uh being younger kids for the Disney ones for sure that's like, interesting I would I if pressed I think I would say that those movies were designed with families in mind um, that's probably a better that's probably a better way to say it right because you know, they're like they are they are designed for for children to be entertained by the film, but also so that like your parents don't want to like gouge their eyes out. In in juxtaposition, yeah, that's I, probably I, can, true. I can give you a flip on this. I think that the original Pokemon movie is a movie that is designed for children without parents in mind. Okay, yeah, that's because probably true. My mother took us to see that in 
the theater <laughs> yeah way back in the day and i loved it she yeah, has I've, she has I, told I, I me since warm then, feelings about that <laughs> she has told me since then that attempting to sit that through that film was like an hour-long punishment while on an acid trip <laughs> <laughs> like imagine, what you didn't imagine, feel the the raw emotional power of that poke of that of scene crying. of pikachu crying uh, come on come like, on like just imagine for a second <laughs> being an adult person in your 30s and uh, uh-huh. uh and sitting down for the first time your first experience to anything pokemon is, is that is that film with no uh, context that film opens with like no joke like a five minute long music video where yeah. pokemon just like bounce just like bash on each other bash on each other yeah like just nothing that, happens for the first five minutes of that movie just that beginning <clears throat> that that iconic pokemon scream at the yeah. beginning of that of that song and then I want to be the bear. Man, talking about a song yeah. that rock hard. That song. Oh my god, it's so good. so hard. It has it's no right so, to. It has absolutely no right to. That's one where the original is almost as good as the metal cover, you know? It's, it's <laughs> great. And, okay, and again, as somebody who has recently gone back and attempted to watch all of the Pokemon series while he's yeah. sick, I can assure you that, that that series was definitely made with children in mind. There is no... Yes. There's no greater depth, I would say, to that uh, sure. cartoon. Sure. But then, but the, the problem is that people then assume, well, all cartoons are, for, are, are, all cartoons are like that and there's no depth. You know, James, are we written... about to talk about some of our favorite cartoon series that have adult <sighs> depth to them? I think we are, Pat. <laughs> Let's go down this fucking rabbit hole. Yeah. Do you want to start? What do you want to start all... with? Oh, shit. I'm really, really excited for this topic. Let's, let's go. Let's, uh, shit. Yeah, let's see. What's a good one? Do you want to start with Adventure Time? We've both done Adventure Time. We we should talk about Adventure Time. Adventure Time is great. Okay. Oh so, my god. Yeah, shit. There are too many of them, Pat. We gotta be careful because this could be a long this could be a long podcast, Pat. We gotta be podcast. careful. Got yeah. it. Before you wanna <laughs> before you go crazy into the depth of this thing, I wanna I wanna talk about like my experience with this because I approached Adventure Time with the idea or with the understanding that it was a kid's cartoon, right? Um and I would say that the first season, in a lot of ways, is. Oh, for right? sure. They have it's it, they haven't flushed everything out. They're just still exploring the world. You've got the characters. It's funny, but there's yeah. not a lot to it. Um, I bounced off that show like three or four times. Like I yeah. tried to watch it. Everyone was like ranting and raving about how good it was. Like I had seen it on television and like clicked away from it kind of a thing after like a couple of sure. minutes because I was like, there is just like a child screaming with a stretchy yellow dog. What is happening? Um, <sighs> I know. I know. Uh, yep. And then everybody on Twitter and Tumblr wouldn't shut up about it. So I was like, okay, let me see what this thing is. God damn. Yeah. You get to the point where Ice King sings to Marceline. A, a, oh my like god his journal notebooks yep. and that one episode like cracked my heart in half i'm like what is happening uh-huh what happened yeah. to this funny oh, spoilers, kid show? Every, uh, spoilers everybody this whole episode we're that was like sp- in season one which came out years Look, ago the show's over i know but i but like we gotta be considerate to people okay. yeah, if you haven't if you haven't like watched the show we're gonna probably sm- spoil some we are shit definitely gonna spoil some shit so like yeah. if you want to watch these shows yeah go but do i it. Ice King and Marceline, that whole arc is like heart wrenching. Brutal. I can't. I can't. Brutal. That's brutal. 
the stuff with the lich is genuinely terrifying. Yes. Because, so, for anyone who hasn't seen this, uh, over the course of the season, there, um, over the course of the season, the main character, Finn, is looking, trying to find this, uh, this, like, epic hero that uh, he idolizes. And uh, all through the season, there's a weird thing that you don't even notice, but happens every single episode, is that in one scene in the episode, somewhere in the corner is a snail. And it's just a weird little snail in the corner. And at the end, um, at the end of this season, this big epic hero that he goes and finds, um, uh, he finds him. It's great. He's like 10 feet tall and super strong and they have a great time. And then they go and they, um, they go and they get this cool magical object. And then, and then the big hero unzips his own face and turns out to be a skull-faced demon called the Lich. And it also then turns out that he has been that snail who's just been, like, in the whole show for the whole, for the whole season. And you're like, what the hell is happening to this kid show? So and then I you're would like, say, yeah, I would say at this point, this is the pretty clear indication that the film, the the there that the show had pivoted from a uh, a show for children, a cartoon for children, to uh, nightmare fuel for me and adult men. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. It and makes a very very sharp turn. It makes yeah, exactly. And, and and I don't like there are lots of goofy things that happen throughout the episodes after this, but like I don't know that that. I, so here's my here's what I'm saying is that that cartoon, while it may have been started and shown from the point of for children, is definitely not a show for children. Like a kid is not going to understand the overarching themes going on here and mm-hmm. why the goofy Iceman singing a song is so heart wrenchingly sad. Right, right. I think that at a certain point, what I've liked about shows like this, and then there's other shows like Gravity Falls and Steven Universe, is mm-hmm. that... Um, and those those I have not watched. Those are, man, I can't believe you haven't seen Gravity Falls. You would love I, Gravity Falls. I watched Falls. the first season of Gravity Falls, because, and I did like it, because it's all like the weird cryptid stuff that I'm a big fan of. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, stay tuned for Pat's other podcast, uh, something about cryptids. Um, uh <laughs> And anyway, uh, got him. What got I love, got him. Gotcha, gotcha. What? <laughs> oh man, uh, what was I saying? Shit, Pat. You were laying <laughs> down sick birds. I was trying to burn you, and it didn't work. <laughs> okay, it is. It is not even. It's like early in the morning for me. Okay, it's one o'clock for me. I'm, I'm oh, ready for lunch. Let's yeah, go. shut up. Time um, zones, dude. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I can't burden people before you noon. were. You were talking yeah. about the ones that I have not seen. Gravity Falls, which is good, and I had tried it because it was cryptid, yeah. and then Steven Universe, which I have not done though. Uh, I will. I, I, I know enough about no. it to know why everyone is losing their shit about it. It's right. a very good portrayal they, of emotions. What I've what I've loved about it is that these are things that still the central audience for these um, is probably. Probably like a teenager, preteen kind of realm, but there is, they have stopped assuming that they have to keep the narrative simple to make Mm -hmm. it accessible and to make it fun. 
you know? So they are able to add these, add complicated, a complicated, difficult to talk to elements into these shows, which I love because like, because I feel like people underestimate them. I feel like people underestimate what they're able to say, you know? Right. And I think that these shows do a really good job of retaining a kid's audience, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, allowing them to talk about these uh, deeper complex meanings of life kind of questions. And also do a phenomenal job of just like creating an overarching story that is extremely entertaining for, again, me, an adult man to watch, not a kid. And it's shown through this gorgeous format of cartoons and you get to stylize everything holy crap yeah man that's the thing the art is so cool yeah think of the style difference between like into the spider-verse and uh adventure time and steven universe like all of these things look totally different and they like really Mm. define these super interesting worlds that they get to build exactly yeah Uh, like And, and you're able and they still do such a good job of holding on to specific themes like they are i think in some cases they i mean spider-verse has so much going on but like um so that one with with the shows with the tv shows that i think of um a lot of them end up with they have like a focus you know um Mm -hmm. like gravity falls is a little bit coming of age it's a little bit um it's a little bit like family relationships uh, on top of it, there being just freaking like eldritch horror stuff going on in dimensional, like dimension, other dimensions and demons and shit. Um, but like Steven Universe is very much about uh, about family and healthy relationships. And as I don't know, as twee as that might sound, it does. So, it is so powerful for an adult. It would be a power, like it is valuable to see. Um, went to a a, di- a distillation of this idea. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I feel like these shows are shows that were made for kids and for kid networks, but written with uh like an emotionally mature audience in mind. Yeah, I think the f- there's a flip of this, which I think is really interesting. That I want to hear your thoughts on is uh, so Avatar: The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would argue that that is a show. written for adults that they have instead framed moments for kids to entertain kids and the reason i think that is because all these other shows it's like their first season started out very light and for children and over time they built these complex narratives that they eventually lull you into right yep avatar starts with that out the gate and (laughs) from the get-go You are, and uh, so the other thing is that these shows tend to put these things in subtly, right? Mm -hmm. So, like the the whole ice king scene we talked about is like the context of that scene is very bad, but it is through what he is singing, which you can totally just take as face value of a crazy person singing a song, right? Sure. Avatar doesn't allow you to have that moment of like, is it actually about this? Because by episode three or four, Aang has just discovered that his entire nation has suffered at the hands of genocide. Yeah, he, that's I mean, where that show starts. He finds it's like, hey kids, <laughs> hey kids, check out these skulls. That's the result of genocide. Yeah, let's talk about this for a bit. Uh-huh. That's where that show starts. Starts, yeah. And he's yeah. like, yeah, but I also have a fun lemur, and I'm like, I, I'm that's sorry. True. 
hey look i can fly i can i can fly but oh ship that's uh that's my my father figure's skeleton oh yeah. great <laughs> like so over that over the course of that and cora the sequel yeah. to that show um the again the main arcs that they target that they talk about consistently so like these other shows have had like arcs that are hidden behind these individual fun stories for kids yeah the reverse of this is that in avatar it's like the story of that first one is dealing with the outcome of war right yeah like yep zuko's main arc maybe the best arc in any medium arguably yeah yeah uh, is this like gut-wrenching story of redemption where he goes from this like full-on antagonist character Mm -hmm. to uh finding a sense of self-worth and becoming a man (laughs) like jesus christ like like uh in the core stuff they deal with like what what does the aftermath of war look like what happens when a place has been occupied for a hundred years and the war ends and people try and come home who owns that land like who who takes priority like people have been here for again a hundred years at this point kind of a thing like it deals with power struggles and civil war structure like it's it's crazy yeah it's crazy what that show decided to use as its main storyline talking point set in the midst of what looks like at times a kid show right that's i think i wonder why hmm. so these these things can look like a in like what's the benefit do you think of putting those i putting like those bigger ideas uh into a format that looks like a kid show i think it's the style i think that you Mm. can uh exaggerate in interesting ways right so like characters can perform extremely exaggerated actions that no human physical meat person could do (laughs) right which which let you tell this story yeah Um, yeah you get a lot more freedom you're able to do things that you don't work like if you try to do like Steven Universe. It's a whole bunch of shape shifting. The uh, a bunch right. of the characters are are uh, are gems. They're not. They're they they're um, their physical form is a projection from a literal gem that they have somewhere on their body. You try to make that so like they can they can shape shift. They have like they have like what these weapons that they can just materialize try to do that in live action like you need an hbo budget you know yeah. whereas if you want to just if this is a if this is the style you want to go for this is like then the style one you want to go for and the the story you want to tell you can kind of just go do it um and it's like there are other other challenges to doing it to doing animation but but you're right. I think that this being able to do this kind of style it makes these really interesting stylistic choices is really cool. It's very cool. I mean, it's why anime. You know what like, it might be? Yeah. You know what it might be? It, and I, I don't know this. This is me just speculating. I wonder if studios are more willing to take risk on shows that have an emotional core if it is done in an animated format. Hmm. That's interesting. That is interesting. Right? Yeah. Like, like not. Not straight dramas, like right. Obviously, there are a lot of dramas that are made into films and movies and yeah, things like that, right. like live action stuff. Um, but things like Adventure Time, again, the, these things that we've just talked about, they all, at their core, tell 
very emotional stories in a fantasy or sci-fi setting. Right. Right. So like, you don't have to have, yeah. I mean, like there is action mm. in them, but like, you know what I mean? Like the, the bending in avatar is like a thing. The fact that they can like throw elements around like water and fire and stuff like that is definitely a core part of the show. Yeah. But that is not the reason you watch that show. No, you watch that show for just like a masterpiece in character development yeah. and story arcs. Right. So it's really, it's, it's a, it's a different medium, but that's it. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know. This idea is so big. We may have tackled something a little big here. I think we might have. And we also just have no idea what we're talking about. Oh my God. Um, but I think, well, so I, I think that one thing I can say about this whole thing uh, is that there is, there is a corner of this where there is a corner of this whole thing uh, where I think part of the impulse of, oh, it's for kids comes from is that there are certain people like we I, I will talk about this stuff all the time. I love watching this stuff. You know, I love love watching these shows. There are some people who take it a little too far who just start to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this is uncomfortable <laughs> to talk about. But like there are some, some people who then turn it into something else who will take a will take a show that is still like the the audience at least the way that it's these things are marketed is usually still for kids right it's actually for kids for real it's actually the opposite of what we've been saying not not all animations are for kids but some are definitely definitely for kids when you have adults who take it too far who take the their fandom of a show and start to make it an unsafe environment for the kids who the show is for. That's where stuff gets ugly. You know, that's where you have stuff like, like bronies. And there was a weird, like a really weird um, thing I saw only on really Twitter. Cause I didn't, I don't know anything about, I don't really know anything about the show, but the show She-Ra that came out recently. And like, there were fucking creeps who were like art, who were like, Older men, twenties, like in men in their twenties or thirties, uh, talking about like how they didn't like the character design for this show, and for and when I say didn't like, I mean gross. You know, gross didn't like. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I mean, shitty dudes are always going to be shitty dudes. Exactly, but that's I. I hate that. I'm sorry for shitty dudes. Yeah, that's man. Isn't that always the fucking theme? You know. Really sorry for that uh, shit. Because so, I tried to watch Shira. Yeah, Shira felt like it really wanted to be one of these shows, but didn't know how to write it. That's fair. That's fair. Like I'm really excited that they decided to. The art style looks that. cool. Like, the art style is cool. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad that they they decided to reboot this thing. But like, like one of the characters is just Sokka. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's just like it's just it's just LBGTQ Sokka. Nice, and like that's that's great. But like, mm-hmm. I already got Sokka. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I already have that character, and I don't. I don't. Again, boy, oh boy, talking about master classes and characters, I don't think you can do that character arc better. That was a really interesting one. Like a character that starts out as like overtly sexist. Hey, Avatar dealt with sexism in a kids show, quote unquote, fucking ten years ago. I know. Like, uh, 
he starts out as overtly sexist, like a male leader figure without a father figure to like show him what's what. And then like they take him through like an emotional roller coaster ride where he learns not to be a piece of shit, basically. Right. And make him a leader in his own right. Absolutely. Uh, like that's goddamn. Very cool. It, yeah. Oh, man. It's very cool. <laughs> this whole podcast is I just want to watch Avatar again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I would watch it. I would love to watch Avatar again. Oh, man, maybe I should do that. I've got this long list of shows I want to watch, but I could also just watch Avatar again. You know, I never finished. It's so good. I never finished Korra either. So Korra's real good. Yeah, I just got to skip season two. Is that okay? Can I just skip season two? The problem with Korra was that like they kept introducing these incredible big ideas yeah. and uh, then and then not delivering on geez, them. I, like, the whole idea of the first season of that show it was so good. Was, was like non-bending people are treated like second-class citizens in this society mm-hmm. and how do you deal with a historically repressed group of people yeah. what uh and then yeah. in the end they just made the bad guy or the antagonist who i didn't think was a bad guy who all had just like had reasonable ideas they just made him a bender and they just like made him an evil person yeah. just to be like hey we don't actually know how to solve this problem we've strayed too close to real life gotta go <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh Jesus! Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. This, I I honestly I I fell off because of that. I fell off because that was right. such a whiplash for me because I was I was so so psyched about that theme and I wanted to see how they would handle it and I wouldn't have even cared if they got it wrong if they had just been authentic yeah, about do, it. We, like just get it, just get it wrong or like have the characters be like shit i don't know what to do about this and not just yeah and not just change the character you made him they just made him crazy you know they kept doing this thing they kept doing this thing with cora where they they created these incredibly good villains mm-hmm. who were things that she couldn't just punch to solve uh-huh. <laughs> right yeah so like the second season's problem starts out as like a civil war between the two tribes where like they've been separated for a hundred years and they want to consolidate power and who is in the right and who gets autonomy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And they don't know how to solve that. And they just like make it a big spirit monster. Uh, so that you can punch it. Come on, don't punch it. The season after that is like anarchists. Like a group of actually it's it's sorry, it's not anarchists. It's they're kind of anarchists. Basically, it's the it's the black lotus. They're the opposite of the white lotus. Cool. Right? Cool. And uh their whole thing is, hey, what if all of the power in this world. Like, what if what if all these nations didn't have kings and queens and instead we had we decided our own leaders? And um, also, like, what if there wasn't an avatar that decided by birth what happens with our world? What if we chose? <laughs> I mean, hey man, hey man, that seems like a pretty sweet idea. Hey man, what about democracy? <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's advocating for democracy, but he is definitely being like, what if there weren't kings and queens anymore? Yeah, right, and. I can't say he's wrong. Uh-huh. And that was the bad guy. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. Oh, I want to talk about another show. I want to talk about another show. All right, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know if you watched it. Uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars. I didn't watch it, no. I have not watched that Most one Most of the episodes at the beginning of that show are really bad. <laughs> okay. Actually, I don't know if I have a way to fit this into the podcast. This might not be useful in the podcast. I just really like that show. And Star Wars Rebels was so good. I'm trying to think if there's anything. There's not really anything in Star Wars. There's a lot of really interesting character arcs that are like good sci-fi fantasy. You know, like the stuff that makes Star Wars good. But yeah. Uh, then they add time travel, though. 
Do you know time travel is canon in Star Wars? I mm, so that's weird. If if they want to, they could just hand wave anything. <laughs> hey guys, actually the prequels didn't happen. There was never a Jar Jar. <laughs> oh, hand just comes out and just shoots him. They found a way. <laughs> the portal just opens up and he dies. Oh man. But hey, if you don't don't remember he's a he's a he's actually a Sith and How do you feel about that theory? This is what this podcast is turning into. I think it's dumb and trying I think it's dumb and trying to fix problems that are not really fixable. You know, like there were a whole bunch of problems with the whole Do you think that there was the ever prequels. any actual credence to that theory? I really don't think so. Absolutely not. I think I think Lucas just wanted to sell a toy, you know? Which, you know what? That was... It worked. <laughs> he sold a whole lot of toys. He did sell a lot of toys. You know? Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, I think maybe kudos, I just... Kudos Maybe for I him. just like the idea more than I believe the theory. Maybe I just want to believe that there's any yes, redeeming sure. quality that came yeah. out of that nightmare. That nightmare being... I think that's... Charger fucking that's things. fair. Boo. <laughs> yeah. Like, if... Yeah. If we were a little younger when that came out, for sure, that would have been great. I don't know. We were pretty kind young. Of, I definitely had somehow, a toy. Some, I mean, somehow, yeah, absolutely you did. We all did. I had a pod racer. I had pod racer toys. Pod racing is great. Yeah. The only mistake that they made in The Last Jedi was that the animal racing track wasn't pod racing. Oh, shit. Why wouldn't you have done that? Wouldn't that scene have been better? It's- can you been. imagine if instead of like weird animals that we didn't care about, it was pod racing instead? Oh my god, what if that would have been so good? Yeah, that would have been a great friggin' scene. Those things are pod huge. racing was like <laughs> one of the only good things in the prequels. Bring it back, bring back pod racing. Hell yeah, bring back pod racing. I want more pod racing. By the time everyone arrives, the burners are no, I'm not kidding. Bring back pod racing. Bring it back. I'm talking to you, JJ. Pod racing. the kitchen while the refrigerator hums and even the